Have you checked out the PTSD Wives Handbook? This book is for the wife whose spouse has survived trauma and is now navigating through mood swings, flashbacks, and mishandled emotions. PTSD can create a toxic home environment and cause a divide in the closest and most meaningful relationships. As a caretaker, the PTSD wife is finding herself at the receiving end of anger, aggression, and constant negativity. This can create a personal, mental, and spiritual health crisis for her. In this book, Coach Leah uncovers the hidden wounds of trauma and the effects that it can have on your relationship. Based on biblical principles, she teaches you the tools and resources that are needed to handle stressful situations and to seek help from the Lord and foster a deeper relationship with Him. By reading this book and putting the principles into action, you're going to learn how to take control of your life and grab hold of the power that lies within. Grab your copy of the PTSD Wives Handbook today by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. We're talking about life after loss and walking through grief. Come on in, guys. Let's talk about it. My name is Leah Huggins. I'm a wife, a mother, and a proud U.S. Navy veteran. After two tours to Iraq, my husband was diagnosed with PTSD. My world spiraled out of control as fear, anxiety, doubt, and depression took over. I gave my life to Christ, took on a new mindset, and let go of the negativity of my past. I now help wives to find healing, encouragement, and strategy to overcome the effects of PTSD on their daily lives and in their marriage. So come on in and let's talk about it. Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. This is the place where we empower women to support their spouse and each other through PTSD without losing yourself in the process. I'm your host, Coach Leah, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Well, you guys, I am really excited about the show today. We're going to be continuing in our Faith Builder series where we're talking to different people about their walk with God through the challenges and the trials and the traumas that we face in everyday life. I feel like it's important that we hear from other people because we can find ourselves in their stories. Um, many people face the same challenges and go through the same things that other people have overcome. And I think it's just important that we share our stories because people will be able to see that they're not alone and there's strength and there's power and encouragement and community. And just by hearing somebody else's story, it lets you know that, hey, I can make it through this. And it can even give you some ideas on what you can do to help you in the process. All right. So today I want to introduce you to an amazing woman. She's a native of Greenville, Mississippi. She's an active member of the Mississippi Gulf Coast Girl Trek organization, and she's a dear friend of our family. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mrs. Lahendra Marshall. Yay! <laughs> well, Lahendra, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me today. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? Right. Okay. Um, my, again, my name is Lahendra. I'm from Greenville, Mississippi. I am the middle of three siblings. Um, I have an older sister, baby sister, and a brother. Uh, I have been down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast 
since about 2004, where I started my journey here as a speech therapist. And I am currently a civilian health promotion services coordinator here at Keesler Air Force Base. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that is amazing. I didn't know that you did that. That's awesome. <laughs> See, you learned stuff everything. You learned stuff already. All right. So, Mahindra, you were married to a wonderful man. He was, was a pillar of the community um, and he was active in a lot of organizations. Everybody knew him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I actually met him in the gym. We were at Planet Fitness and he we were on the treadmills and he just struck up a conversation <laughs> and, and and I just and I didn't know that I knew him until it hit me years later after I met him again through that's my husband. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, that's the dude from the gym. That's how I know him. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your husband and how you guys met. So Charles and I met um, at TGI Fridays uh, officially. Yeah. I'll tell you a little background. He had this Tahoe. I don't remember the year of the Tahoe, but he had a Tahoe with rims on it. Okay. And I used to see it at Circuit City, when Circuit City was yep. in Gulfport, and I would ride by, I'm like, man, I know. <laughs> I was like, that is a nice truck. I, I wonder who drives that truck. And one day, I just happened to go in the store. I'm like, I'm going to figure out who drives this truck, you know. And of, of course, I did, and I didn't. I couldn't figure out anybody in the store that yeah. would match the truck, so to speak. And so I had a girlfriend to come down. Um, she and I would spend the night at each other's house because we were single women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on the coast. She was in Jackson. Yeah. We spend a couple of weekends together just so the other one could get some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that that was our thing, right? right. Um, and she came down for the weekend. We were going to go out to have drinks and dinner at TGI Fridays. Uh-huh. Well, we pull up and I see this truck. I'm like, oh my God, who is this person? Yeah. So I'm scoping out the scene. We're inside. We're sitting down. We're talking. We're having a good time. And the waitress comes over and she says, uh, what would you like to drink? And I'm like, no, I'm the DD. I, you know, I'm, right. I'm going to be responsible tonight. No, you know, that's, I don't, I'm not going to have anything. And she says, well, there's a gentleman over there who is offering to buy you a drink. I was like, so I, you know, I got a drink for my friend or whatever. And um, so we ordered and we're all giggly. We're like, oh, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> and so I said, okay, y'all, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Watch and see who watches me go to the bathroom, you know. So I get up and I go and I come back and they're like, girl, it's a guy in the corner. He's sitting in the corner with that group over there, blah, 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 whatever. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we finish our meal, finish our drink. And so as polite as I am, I said, well, I'm going to go over and address the table just yes. to say, thank you, you know, whatever. Right. So I get up, I go over, I start talking to, funny enough, Mike, which is one of his really good friends. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you for sending the drink over to the table, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so he looks at me and he points down to the end and in the dark, Uh-oh. this big Uh-oh. tall guy. <laughs> He like puts his hand up like it was me. And I was like, oh, okay. So he stands up and then there comes the height. Here comes the girth. And I was like, oh, okay, guys. So we we kind of step off to the side. We exchange numbers and it was it was oh, bliss from there. That's wonderful. That's one. Now we call him Chuck. And mm-hmm. uh, that was one thing that I heard a lot. He was a gentle giant. Gentle giant. He was a sweet, sweet person. Yes. Sweet, sweet person. That yes. is wonderful. How long were you all married? We were together uh, 
18 years okay. married. We would have been married 15 next month. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. So um, as his wife, tell us about the Chuck we don't know. Ooh, Charlie. <laughs> what were some of the things? Charlie. Charlie. Okay. C-H-O-L-L-Y is what yes. I called him. Charlie. Yes. <laughs> what, what were some of the things that you love most about him? Charlie was just... He was, he was not what people expected. Of course, yeah. as his wife, I get a different version of yes, him. Yes. Very, just very caring to the point of if you needed something, and I know everybody says that, but yeah. seriously, if you yeah. needed something, <laughs> call him. That's like him. he would not any less love for me, but he put me to the side to help. So he was a, a brother to everybody that needed one, yeah. uh, uncle, a co- he was whatever, whoever needed Beautiful. it. And it took me a while to understand that people look to him for some of the same things that I look to him for. So I knew I had to support him in his endeavors and what his calling that's right that's right. and that was going to lead to my next question <laughs> where um i was going to ask what was it like being a wife of someone that was in these prominent positions mm-hmm. um how what were some of the things that you had to do to support him so it's I don't know if I'm like Michelle, but I felt like he was my Barack. <laughs> okay. I, I had to share him with the real world, of course. Right. Um, but just knowing that people's going to know him, people are going to reach out to him and, mm-hmm. and you know, ask different things of him. Right. Um, and also being recognized as his wife, like, oh, I am hands off, <laughs> you know, and also very supported in my own self. Like people yeah. like, are you you're, you're Chuck's wife? I'm like, yeah, right. that's me. You know, yeah. so I always felt protected. Good. I felt like everybody you know, cared for me, wanted to make sure that I had whatever it is that I needed. Um, And just being his, his ear, because of course men have their troubles and things happen and just being a sounding, a sounding board for him. That that's kind of what my role was. And to just love him where he was because he had his own struggles too. So that's right. Just being there for him. That's, um, that's one thing after the funeral, um, there was, some things with my husband because you know he was close with my husband Mm -hmm. and there were some things that like I had to care for my husband literally and he's he's in a leadership position in the organization that they were in together and you know he did his thing to lead and do what they had to do for that day but I had to come in and step in for him because other people are depending on him to lead but he needed that support you know as a wife because you know I had to tell him you got to eat did you how did you eat today you know (laughs) did you take your medicine I needed to make sure that he was okay as well and Mm -hmm. um that's something as as women we're definitely especially to a man that is in a leadership position you have to be that backbone for them while Mm -hmm. we're sharing them Exactly. With the world, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be that support for them. I don't know if we can all be Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> what an inspiration. Right, right. right. Yeah. But we can be ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So tell us about the day that he left us. Did, did it start out as a normal morning? It was a very early morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gotten up and I took the dogs outside. Yeah. And I took him outside and I went to the bathroom and I noticed he was sitting on the side of the bed and one of his legs was like on the side of the bed. And I was like, mm, what is he doing? Is he, cause sometimes he would kind of sleep sitting yeah. up a little bit because he had breathing issues yeah. and just, he would, he said he would feel better. So yeah. I went through that period with him yeah. and I just thought this was something resurfacing. Right, right. So I let the dogs back in and I have a little chunky dog. Lucy's about 26 pounds. And I heard her use the stairs to get in the bed. Okay. And, 26 pounds. If Lucy jumps on you, you should make a sound. I was walking 
passed the room and I heard her get on the bed and I heard her jump and I didn't hear him say, mm. yeah. I was like, something in me was like, right, right. 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 So I turned around, I go back and I, I shake him and I say, Charles, Yeah. and he doesn't do anything. My sister lives with me. Yeah. I ran in the back and I said, Tamika, you know, he, Charles, Charles is unresponsive. I'm, I'm calling 911. Yeah. And so we go yeah. in there and we call 911 and, um, they want us to try to do CPR. Right. Funny enough, he and I had both taken off that following Tuesday to go oh, wow. to a CPR class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but being his 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 stature, we were not yeah. able to pull him off of the bed, the gotcha. two of us. Mm-hmm. But luckily enough, again, somebody, a cop was in the area. Right. He came through. All of us were able to get him off of the bed. Okay. He started CPR with Charles and then uh, EMS came and we were able to take him from the bedroom because, again, we're working in a, a small space, gotcha. kind of how our bedroom is set up. Yeah. We were able to take him off the bed, get him on the floor, pull him out to our garage. You know, right. it's all covered and everything. Um and they started compressions there. Yeah. They used something that I've never seen. But again, because of his size, it's called a hopper. It's just okay. this big machine that basically does the compressions for you. They put gotcha. that on him. And I'm thinking, oh, it's work. It, it's it's happening. Let me go right. get dressed because right. I'm in my bed clothes. I get dressed. And my sister tells me that she and I don't know if I'm envisioning this because she said it. But mm-hmm. she says, I saw his eyes open. And mm-hmm. I told her, I said, I thought I saw his eyes open too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm saying that because you did or whatever, but yeah, yeah. I, I I was hopeful because right. I felt like I saw that. Right. And so I'm standing back and um, when they got ready to stop, the um, paramedic looks around and she says, um, she shakes her head right. and she says, you know, like looks at her watch mm-hmm. and I watch enough shows to know what mm-hmm. that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she uh, she says to one of the cops, where's his wife? Yeah. And I'm standing there. Like, right there. It's me. Yeah. And so she officially calls it. And that's yeah. that's when my world changed. Yes. Yes. I, I can remember um, getting the news that morning. We had got up and it was like for us, it was a normal day. Um, we got up and we were just getting ready to leave. I think we were going to Rouse. So <laughs> good place we go and get our fruit and food okay. for the day. And um, we were we were getting ready to go and we got the news. We, my husband got the news first. You see. His phone is always ringing anyway, but it was just ringing a lot that yes. morning. Yes. And um, so he answered the call and it was it, it was a shock, of course. And then especially with them saying uh, a lot of them were saying we were just with him. You know, we were just he with was. him. And yeah. um so it was a shock and it was like surreal. I guess that's the word I have. It, it was a surreal moment. Um, and just like, it, it can't be. <laughs> the know? night before he was with a couple of the brothers, they were hanging out playing yeah. cards or something. So, yeah. um, and somebody told me later, which I, I, w- I was able to kind of get into his phone because yeah. it was that getting into his phone was important to me to reach out to the people that I know were probably not Masons right. and, you right. know, his, Different family members, things like that. Right. So I wanted to kind of get in the phone. And I saw his last message was something in a group chat, like, you know, had a good night or I, I can't remember verbatim what it said, but yeah. he did say, you know, had a good night and, you know, talk to y'all later or something like that. And yeah. I was like, wow, that yeah. that was his last text, text oh, message. And, that's, and that speaks to who he was. He was encouraging it. <laughs> yes. He loved the brotherhood. Loved that's yes. good. That's yes. good. Um, now, 
during this time, one of the things that I saw in you I, that I really admired, um, it is, of course, is something to get that shock of him leaving. Um, but the way that you stepped into action, like I and I've, I've never had to go through this. And of course, it's, it's, it's something hard, you know, with everything happening mm-hmm. at the same time. But the way you stepped into action and making the arrangements, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people aren't graced <laughs> to be able to take care of business, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that I saw you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I can only imagine the shock of the whole situation and then having to put together this funeral and deal with family and friends and the traveling and, you know, working with the funeral home to get everything coordinated and and just making sure everything is all right. I I felt like it was almost like a survival mode. You know, it, it, how did you make it through that? It was like a survival mode. And and the funny thing, and I, and I thank you for that compliment. Yes, I am told that, wow, you you are handling it. Yes. So yes. honestly, Leah, the thing in my head is, I was his wife. Yeah. I've got to make sure this is right for him. Mm-hmm. He, he is a pillar, yes. like his dad in this community. So this has to be done. Who's going to do it? Me. That's right. I'm going to do this. That's right. So uh, with the support of my sisters, we she they helped me through it. His family was very active in making sure that, yeah. you know, things were, were done to his standards as well. Yeah. Um, but I just I was also at peace with his passing, knowing mm-hmm. that he had health issues. Yeah. He, you know, was was having some issues with uh, where he was currently working and he mm-hmm. wanted to do something different and think mm-hmm. life was not lifing for him so i and 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 not to be i don't know what it sounds like but once he transitioned Mm -hmm. i knew he was at peace he was grieving his dad that was something that he never moved forward with um you know and then he had recently lost a very close aunt um in december so he had that on top of the stress of life and health conditions so I felt like he was at peace. And yeah. I was like, wow, Charlie's resting. Yeah. And I actually told that to one of his friends. Um, when when it all happened and people got the news, my yard was flooded I with people. <laughs> I and it. one of his friends was just, you know, not in a good space. And I went over and I hugged him and it was a cloudy day yeah. and the sun started to peek oh. through. And he was, you know, I was consoling him. And I was like, he's he's here with us. He right. sees us. And I'm speaking this to, you know, his friend. And um, later on, I learned that the, the friend's wife came and she said, he said that you was consoling him. Yes. Like, how? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm his wife. Like, right. I have got to do I have got to be the strong person for him. Right. I still grieve him and will forever. Right. But right. I know that I have to be there for his friends and his family because he would he would want me to do those yeah. things. So. That's that was important exactly to me. Right. Oh, I remember um, when my father passed away and um, my husband just had company over yeah. and I was sitting inside and they all came in. And I remember the big old self, he came in and he he gave like this small speech because he had met my dad and he just gave this small, small speech and, you know, and just gave me his condolences mm-hmm. and gave me his support. And he hugged me and it just meant so much to me. And everybody came up behind him and then they <laughs> When he when he spoke, you listened. That's right. So and he was not he was not a man of very many words, yeah. which is why you needed to listen. Yes. <laughs> and and he, he was wise beyond his years. Yeah. So he's resting. Yeah. And I'm 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 at peace with That's that. That's beautiful. I'm That's at peace with and that. I'm sure that helps you in your process. It definitely well. does. And yeah. being um I, I am in a group that you never really wanted to be a part of. Yeah. You can lose sisters and brothers mm-hmm. and uncles and things like that. You're mm-hmm. you're fine. Your 
your your name, your title changes yes. when your spouse passes yes. away. You're a widow. Yes. Yeah. You're a widower. That's right. And nobody wants that title. Right, right. So um, like we were talking about dealing with the business of the funeral and going mm-hmm. into that survivor mode, like where we you uh, were saying that you had to do it, you had right. to do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I find is that when the funeral is over, that's when it gets quiet. Mm-hmm. And that I feel is when the real process of grieving yes. and, and the work that needs to be done to, to get to healing, that's when right. that starts. Mm-hmm. What did the process of grieving look like for you? So, and that's so true. Everything yeah. was business oriented because again, he was about his business. So yeah. I had to do the same following suit. So once all of that died down, um, The way that I am dealing with grief, I'm a part of a grief share organization. Um, It's a faith-based organization. It's about 13 weeks or so of um, coming together with people who have have had a loss. You meet for about two hours or so. There's a video uh, supplement that goes with it in a workbook. So you kind of take notes through the workbook. And then throughout throughout the week, there's like something every day, all Bible verses. And, you know, you kind of journal along the way. So hearing different people's losses, mm-hmm. watching the videos with all of those losses mm-hmm. um, and, and being able to talk yeah. because you have to be able to talk to talk them about them. the loved one. You right. know, you don't want their memories to, to go away and right. you want to keep them alive in your heart. Right. Um, so doing that and journaling on yeah. my own time. Yeah. Um, I'm also in my private therapy because yeah. therapy's good. Yes. Again, just a space <laughs> to talk. Right. Um, and I also, I have, my sister laughs at me, but I have what I call a grief list it's it's a, a bunch of songs that I can listen to I love that and cleanse yeah because I need to do that I, I need to do that that. Mm-hmm. that is really good mm-hmm. and that's one thing about the power of music because music can make you feel all kind of okay mm-hmm. <laughs> it can make you ready to fight it can <laughs> it can make you ready to make love Chill you know? and everything and that's yeah. right that's right music has such a power and and a lot of people talk about the soundtrack of their life yeah <laughs> Absolutely. I'm one of those people. I am a music person. I yes. love music. But like you said, it's good that it helps you to cleanse. It, it helps you to cleanse and, and it helps in the healing process. It Definitely. really does. It really That's does. a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the songs that I played is at his... Um, at his, his funeral was um, I Shall Wear a Crown. Yeah, Because he was the yes. king in my life. And now oh, he's yeah. he's been rewarded. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so during this time, um, you know, uh, when tragedy strikes, a lot of people, um, they get mad at God. Um, and, and some of them may do just the opposite where Absolutely. they lean and get closer to him. Um, so where did you find yourself on this spectrum? Maybe from the time that it happened up until now, what's that journey been like for you? So I am familiar with the, the, the levels of grief, mm-hmm. uh, the different cycles and everything. Anger, mm-hmm. I, I can't be mad at God. <laughs> he, that's where he is, that right. Charles is with him. So yeah. I'm not mad that he is transitioned to finally meet this this yeah. this entity that we've all kind of grown up and right. and look forward to um to guiding our lives. Right. So being mad at him is not a part of of, of my grief. Yes. Um I think that being raised in the church mm-hmm. and losing my mom at a young age, yeah. that kind of equipped me for this this side of life you. as well. And and like I said, with my mom passed away of cancer when I was 13. Mm-hmm. So this next month will be 30 years. Wow. And I have a very small family, so I haven't had to deal with a close death mm-hmm. outside of Charles. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just think that 
it's a turning point for me to look at it like, okay, God has removed him from, from this life. Yeah. He still forever will be in all of our hearts. That's right. That's um, right. And, and we have to move forward. We don't move on. We yeah. move forward. Yeah. And I think that that that's also what help the what is helping me oh, to kind of think about you know what what what's next yeah because he passed away I, I did it that's right I have to live that's right and that's that's a big statement right there <laughs> he passed away mm-hmm. I didn't and and people grieve in their own time and they move in their own time but Absolutely. it's that's important you have to remember to live mm-hmm. you have to remember to live and to get back out there yes. um and and be around community mm-hmm. um definitely isolation. I believe is a tool of the enemy because he uses that isolation. Yes. You start hearing, hearing things, not you know, crazy things. like in the movie. Yeah. But, but the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you definitely have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about your circle, how they encouraged you. What can we do for someone that is experiencing grief? Absolutely. One, um, my organi- not my organization, but the organization I'm a part of, Girl Trek. Um, I've been a part of it for a few months, um, yeah. but it really came full circle for my recovery in yeah. this, in that the next month, he passed away April 15th. The next month, they had a challenge. Okay. I think you had to do a couple of miles. Um, I can't remember if it was a walk a day or a couple hundred miles or something like that, but that was my focus. So that's how I kind of worked through it every day. I had to make sure I did a workout so that I could go on the app and say, Hey, I walked or whatever it was. So that was also my time with God, listening to music, kind of getting it through. And what helped me um, with that walk too, with 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 uh, with Girl Trek, is that it's hot outside. I had my shades on, right. and I will have those moments when I thought about him. Yes, just brought to tears, but it looked yeah. like sweat. You look because like I was sweat. outside. <laughs> I was outside, but it right. looked like sweat. Right. Um, and just having my moment, talking to him, talking to yeah. the boat, talking to God, and talking yeah. to Charles, like wow. So mm-hmm. you got out of here, okay? <laughs> All right. I, <laughs> and 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 the funny thing about that too, my circle of friends know how I am. Mm-hmm. Some people need you to call and text and come right. by. I'm I'm the opposite. Yeah. I kind of want to just I want to reach out to you. I, yeah. I don't want you to reach out to me because can you imagine yeah. how many other people are reaching out? Right. How are you doing? Yeah. Well, how do you think I'm doing? Yeah. I, almost 20 years with somebody. You know, I'm going to throw that over to you. And I know people don't ask to 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 kind of bring those memories up. Yeah. It's just what we we're accustomed to. But right. I would say, don't ask anybody. Well, how are you? Mm-hmm. How, how do you think they are? Mm-hmm. Change it into hope you're doing good today. Hope yeah. you're having a great day. Or hey, I thought about you. Right. But right. that. That question, and I talked to my therapist about it, yeah. sends me from zero to crazy. I understand that. Yeah. How do you think I'm doing? So, That's right. and people, people mean well. They do, you know, but they, they don't they know. mean well. And, and yeah, that, they don't know. <laughs> they they don't know right. what else to say. But just right. turn it around. Don't turn it into yeah. an open ended kind of thing. Just turn it into. Push grace on them. Yes. I hope yes. you have a great Tuesday today. You are yeah. blah 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 blah. Just yeah. turn it around. Don't leave it open to. And I would start to get a little snappy with people. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Now I'm going back and apologizing, but I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm better now because I'm a little yeah. further alone. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah, how, yeah. How are you? Is is not the best question <laughs> to ask, even though they meant well. And, oh, yeah. and um and and we had um at our church. 
um, my pastor did uh, a, a teaching on grieving and mm-hmm. he talked about that exact same thing. <laughs> you don't ask people how you're doing. Yeah. They're, they're already in a, in yeah. a dark they're place. They're trying to function. And, right. and that brings back, for me, it brought yeah. back day one. Like if I'm at work and, and people have heard, yeah. they're like, how are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, <laughs> don't do that. Now I'm crying because right. here we are. I was fine the- until yeah. you said it. Like, That's right. Just give That's me a right. high five, a fist bump and keep moving. Yeah. Like, what do you think people don't know uh, besides that? What do you mm-hmm. think people don't know about the grieving process and dealing with people that are grieving? They don't know what different people need. So yeah. you can start there. Well, how, how can I help you grieve? Right. How can I help you through this process? Yeah. And if I can't help you, then I need to know that, you know, I can't. Right. But calling someone or texting someone every day or something, yeah. that can be overwhelming. Yeah. Because you have to think you're not the only one that knew this person That's or the person right. that they lost. So, you know, multiply that by a hundred people, you know, Charles, for example, like he knew lots and lots of people. (laughs) I was answering his phone, my phone that day of. So all of that's a lot in several days, weeks after Um, it's a lot to deal with, but just seeing what does that person need? Because everybody needs are different and just respecting whether they need something or not, respecting their space, yes, just respecting their whole process. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what that. I would say. I agree. What have you learned about God on this journey? Um, tell him your plans so he can have a good laugh. Yes. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm learning yeah. to trust him, even wow. even at this time. Yeah. I'm 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 leaning on him. I'm yeah. I'm learning that. He doesn't give us anything that's too big right. to handle. Now this yeah. this this was big, this but he said <laughs> he said, "Lahendra, you got this." Wow. Like, Do I? Wow. He said, yeah, you got it. You got this because you know I got you. Yes, I it. said, "Okay, yes, all right, it. sir, you got it. All right, beautiful." So he he is he is full of tricks and and <laughs> and not in a bad way. Right. But losing Charles is is just. It's, it just looks at, it helps me to look at life yeah. to, to want to do and, and walk more closer to God yeah. because I know that he's holding my hand through this yeah. and he, he's going to, he's going to get me through it. Beautiful. Through now, it. what have you learned about yourself in this process? You never know how strong you are until you're put in a situation where that is the only option. Wow. So wow. my friends, and like you said earlier, people will tell me, wow. Wow, you yeah. are doing it! Like I'm, you know, driving his his truck and yeah. and his cars and just being in in his things, yeah. Or you know, in his space and his realm and just right. being identified in public and things and just just kind of go, moving on, yeah. Move, not moving on, moving forward. Yeah. Um, I'm learning that I'm a lot stronger than I gave my than I give myself credit yeah. for. Yeah. Um, and and I know that I just I, and I can t- I want to make him proud. Yeah. Like I want him to be like, look. Look at my wife. Look at, look at she oh, she girl. is still handling business <laughs> as I should. Yeah. You know, making sure that everything is taken care of right. and you know, whatever he, he wanted to have done is being done and loving yeah. on who I need to love on and That's just right. comforting who I need to comfort That's and right. just letting them see the strong side of me. If I can make it, right. I was his wife, you're gonna be all right. That's right. <laughs> you're gonna be all right. right. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> um, so we talked about uh some of the things that you did, the journaling, the reading. Um, what tools and resources have you found that help you on your path to healing? Um, those things that you mentioned, mm-hmm. and for me, honestly, just being able to to sit in it and mm-hmm. know that it, it gets better. Yeah. It's going to get better by the minute. Yeah. It gets better, you know, by the day. Yeah. And and knowing 
the God that I serve. Yeah. Like my faith is multiplied because of this. Wow. Um, he he put some responsibilities on me. Yeah. And I've got to step up to the plate. I can't I can't let him down. Yeah. There's a scripture that says, um, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I that I may learn your ways. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you just described. And, yeah. It's good for me because I learned who God is in that process. I learned his ways. I learned, you know, what, what it is that he's able to do for me and to keep me standing. Absolutely. You know, um, and um, I know that God is closest to those who are mourning. Yes. So I'm, I'm getting like VIP service right Come now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he, he knows I need him and I, and every day I wake up, I, I start with that. Yes. You know, he, I, I need you to get me through the day because there's somebody that's else that's looking at me like, how, how is she doing? I'm doing it through God. I'm doing it through my faith. And you can do the same. Yes, ma'am. So what advice would you give to somebody that's grieving right now? Take your time. Mm -hmm. This is your journey. Mm -hmm. There's no time limit on it. Right. Um, One thing that I was told, and I I stand true to that, is that first year, don't make any big decisions. Mm -hmm. Don't sell anything. Don't give anything away. I think you'll come for it. People will come. Um, Just just take your time and grieve how you need to grieve. Everybody's grief looks different. Um, I may look like I have it together, but the minute I get in that car, it's it's something else. Like you can feel overwhelmed and it's okay. It's okay to have those moments Mm -hmm. and surround yourself with what you need. Be selfish. That's it. Be selfish (laughs) because you have got to work through it. That's it. That's it. Well, we are almost finished. I do have one more question for you. What do you feel is the legacy that your husband left? That's a big question. Yeah. I wish I had a study guide so that I could have <laughs> sat and meditated on it. Oh, Charles was about leadership. He was about brotherhood. Mm-hmm. He was about doing the right thing and just being there for people. Yeah. You know, he wasn't a licensed therapist or, right. you know, anything like that. But if you if you needed somebody to talk to, somebody yeah. to press ideas and things around, mm-hmm. he he would be the go to. Yeah. You know, he I met a couple of people through this passing that I, I never thought that I would encounter these people. Yeah. Uh, I had a guy to tell me, well, Charles was there for me when I lost my wife. Wow. Now, I didn't know this guy. I didn't yeah. know anything about it, but I'm learning and I'm smiling. I'm like, wow, he yeah. he was comforting someone who is going through the same thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, his legacy is big. His legacy is, is uh, wow. Yeah. It's, it's life altering. It's, it's life altering. And I think that, you know, it says a lot that his lodge is doing a scholarship yeah. benefit in his name. So Beautiful. I think that he, he's going to live on yeah. through lots of different Absolutely. people. And um, avenues. And I'm so proud of him yeah. and what he's left behind. Yes. Things that I'll never know yeah. how they impact people. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, I am proud of you. <laughs> you are an amazing testimony as to what God can do. You're an amazing woman. You're an amazing wife. Um, And I'm just, I just love watching the process of you growing, what I'm able to see from where I am. Um, And I can see the things that you've done that are just amazing. You're just amazing. (laughs) 
with God. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, Alejandra, I am so thankful that you came and you spent the time here. And I appreciate your transparency, um, your openness uh, to share the things that you're going through because it's still fresh. Everything is is still fresh. Um, And I just appreciate it. I know that you are going to be a blessing um, to somebody else that's going through the same thing. And it's good to hear an inside view, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, of, mm-hmm. of what people go through, because that helps us in being able to help right. and being able to bear one another's burdens, Absolutely. you know, in the, in the way that we should. All right. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. <laughs> I thank you. Thank you. Well, you guys, that's my time for today, but the conversation doesn't have to end. Be sure to check out all things I Am Coach Leah. You can find me on most streaming platforms. You can find links to all of that in the show notes. I hope something was said today to give you comfort and to give you peace and to let you know that in the end, everything is going to work out. I got to go right now, but make sure you join us every Tuesday for a new episode. Okay. And don't be stingy. Pull up, bring a friend. You got to share the good things that you've heard because there is strength in numbers and strength in community. All right, you guys, that is my time for today. Until we meet again, I want you to be encouraged, be empowered and be blessed. Peace, y'all.